Temperature's still rising, sir. We gotta find the source. It looks like it's coming from the captain's ready room, sir. Space. The final frontier. These are the recordings of the podcast, Give Me That Star Trek. It's ongoing mission to explore all of Star Trek, to seek out new guests and new opinions, to boldly go where many have gone before. Welcome to episode 50 of Gimme That Star Trek, a proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm your host, Siskoid, and yes, episode 50. And normally, you do something special when you hit that round number, and I've chosen to do a crossover between two of my podcasts. Gimme That Star Trek meets Ohatmu or Not in something we call Starfleet Captains, Hot or Not. To help us evaluate the hero captains of Star Trek, we have the hot squad from that show. Chime in when you hear your name, ladies. We have Isabel. Which one? You're, oh, no. <laughs> you're the main one. And then the secondary one, Shotgun. Hi. We have Elise. Hello. Jose. Hi. Natalie. Hello. And Amelie. Hi. They all sound the same. (laughs) In no way. (laughs) So most of them have been on the show before, but today they're doing their their usual shtick. So we may want to warn people that some of the content may not be safe for work. And if you don't know Ohatmu or not, it's primarily a comedy show where six girls with limited knowledge of comics rate Marvel characters as either hot or not. And we're going to do this with every starring captain from Kirk up through Archer. The newer shows are less captain centric and haven't really finished their stories. And the same would be true of the reboot movies. So it wouldn't be fair to those characters and uh, it would take way too long anyways. So uh, we're going to stick to those main five from the 60s through to the 2000s. In preparation for this conversation, I did send the girls mm-hmm. compilation videos of the captain's best and perhaps sexiest moments to give them an easy overview, you know, without having them forced to watch 700 hours of television. No, it was just 400 hours. <laughs> <laughs> about, Only the best moments. It was about 10 <laughs> minutes a piece, 10 to 15 minutes a piece. So uh, let's get right into it (laughs) james t kirk and so what's happening right now is that i am showing just a a refresher a sexy pick of that captain to the girls uh, so that they can start thinking about it in this case kirk at the gym with the towel around you know shirtless kirk and uh here's i thought maybe do a little little uh, dating app profile for each of them before we start the conversation. Captain Kirk, played by William Shatner, captain of the USS Enterprise. Reputation, maverick rule breaker, never accepts no-win scenarios, considered a space ladies' man, but used to be shy and bookish. And while women fall for him easily, he doesn't fall easily for them. And when he does, he falls hard. Hobbies, literature, extreme sports like free climbing, orbital parachuting, that kind of thing, horse riding, his type, intelligent women who can match his force of will, typical date, tour of the ship, 
possibly getting a drink afterwards. Please do show me your ship. I care <laughs> so much about so your ship. So interesting. Wow. Show you know me what your they say? ship. Big ship. Like in my mind, it's like another hallway. Wow. <laughs> cool. But Josie, it's a well-oiled machine. <laughs> in space, I guess. I just feel like it's it's like those dating profiles on Tinder where they have a picture of their car. And I'm thinking, why? They're yes. not with their car. I think it comes as a package deal. And in this case, he comes with the spaceship. So that's pretty cool. And that's quite the package deal, considering that not only does he come with a ship, but also with a crew. Yeah. Spoiler, yes. they all come with a ship and a crew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, can, can, you, can you tell us, like, who has the biggest ship? <laughs> Are they all the same ship? No, no, Picard has the biggest ship. Oh, oh I'm yeah. Taking, I'm taking that, notes. That checks out. <laughs> Kirk has the third biggest and third smallest. Well, it's not the biggest, so I'm not impressed anymore. <laughs> uh, is this a, a popular picture? <laughs> yes. What with, did you Google? With, with many communities, I, would, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I do have to say... I think this is like my ideal buffness. <laughs> yeah. Because like he's not buff, really, but he's like still kind of built and you can tell that. I feel like this is like prime. I've been watching like the X-Men movies. <laughs> I'm just going to keep bringing up the X-Men movies. But anyway, I've been watching the X-Men movies and the transition between like Wolverine from like the 90s Wolverine where he's just like kind of buff to like more current movies where he's like ridiculously jacked and it doesn't even make sense or, or even look that normal. I prefer when they do stuff like this. Like he looks like a normal human man. You can still you can still tell that person's in shape. Yeah. But it's not like Jim is not his life. But like, why is like, he wearing his pants so high? It drives me nuts. Excuse me. High-waisted pants are the best. I actually very comfortable. I actually really like high-waisted pants on men, and I wish that that would come back a lot for everyone. You hate pants. You're a hypocrite. (laughs) (laughs) But if I do wear pants, as in leggings, at the gym, they must cover my navel. If no, not good enough. It's a lot like navel level. It's close. (laughs) It's definitely not Kylo Ren level. If your pants don't cover your nipples, (laughs) what's the point? (laughs) I really like this like era of men though, like the kind of James Bondy, high waisted pants, that kind of frame, that kind of look, that kind of swagger. I'm really into that. It's just like really classic. I feel yeah, like it's just like a classic, good looking dude. And and I agree with that, where it's just like, it's not too aggressively buff. It's like, it's like dad buff. (laughs) It's a buff I'm not afraid to get a hug from. Don't like crush my bones and I'll be forever injured. You know what? I've just actually, it occurred to me that I don't, I I didn't have an opinion about this man before right now. (laughs) (laughs) So you, you don't really know a man until you see him shirtless? This is what you're saying? <laughs> oh, no, I until, agree with until that. I'm on a, a podcast where I have to openly judge him. That's when you know a man. <laughs> <laughs> Do we think that William Shatner 
at least young William Shatner in this case, is attractive? Yes. If if he does not speak, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I I can't I can't get behind the character or his pattern of speech. It I can't. You know what actually surprised me? I feel like in the clips that we saw, it was less Shatnery than I expected it to be. Um, <laughs> like I think because I'm so used to like the joke version of that in media, I expected it to be more obvious than it actually was in the clips. I, I didn't even realize that it was him until right now. <laughs> what? Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> like I was Hi. shocked a bit as well. Yeah, I am bad at identifying actors. I actually don't mind his haircut, too. No, I think it's nice. I feel it's average. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which is okay. Not, it's not spectacular, but it's nice. Yeah. Especially <laughs> if that's how you look at the gym. <laughs> My hair does not look good at the gym. Yes, I do not look this good after working out. I can tell you no, that. Me neither. So I have a question. Is this picture from later on the show? This like is a how- very early. I think this is an early episode. It's probably Charlie X, which is part of the like the first batch. Okay, because from the clip you sent, there was a couple like where it looked younger than that. So I figured maybe it was later on. But something I had to say is the very youngest pictures of him as Kirk. He actually looks like Chris Pine. So the casting for Aww. Kirk in the new the reboot is absolutely fantastic. But I will say that I'm kind of disappointed that we have to review Shatner instead of Pine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make yes. a petition. Pine, <laughs> yeah, Pine, Pine, Pine. I think Pine. like we can all agree that like if we're doing like which is hotter, Shatner or Chris Pine, I am sorry, Shatner. <laughs> yeah, Chris Pine wins it. Easy. We can all sit here and pine after him. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question as well, oh. maybe regarding the date. Um, You said horse riding. Where does he do that? That on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're like a hollow deck. You got to stop at some planets from time to time. But uh, later on in life, at least when he was like older, Kirk, he was into horseback riding. That's a rule I have. I know it's going to sound silly, but if I'm on Tinder, if there's someone that has a horse or into horse riding, I don't. I left automatically because. They will always like horses more than anything else. And I find that weird. That's true. <laughs> weird. Horse like, people are really into horses. And they're intense. And it scares me. So I'm, it's like, I know it's silly, but right away you were horseback riding. I was like, X. I'm <laughs> terrified of horseback riding. Like, I, I would like to try at some point, but it seems scary as hell. You need a pony that's not too high. It's mostly just uncomfortable. Yeah. It's the height. Yeah, it's really high up there. I did it in the ocean, which is much less romantic than it sounds. It's <laughs> complicated. It, it sounds very splashy. Yeah, and it, wet. it is. And we couldn't have the saddle because they'd get wet. So oh. we were like bareback on a horse. Mm. It's uh-uh. not easy. Uh-uh. <laughs> sounds like bruises between your legs. No, thank you. Bareback doing in the ocean. <laughs> um. So to judge the date, like I, it, that's why I had such a reaction to it. I'm just like, when I go on a date, I'd like it to be, you know, so that I can get to know you as a person better, not your job site. It's like, <laughs> why are you, sh- you like literature? Let's talk about a book. 
you know, but to show me your shit, it's really, why okay, would just, it interest just, me? You're on a walk. You're on a walk and he's going to talk about all this stuff. It'd be like the equivalent of like a date being someone showing you their house. <laughs> yeah. and, oh, and this is the sunroom and this is the dining room. It's just like, this okay. is my favorite coaster. You're going to brag about your Lambo next? or <laughs> I do have to say, though, that I'd rather do that than, like, oh, we're going to go to a movie and not talk to each other. At least, like, there's something to talk about. You can kind of learn about him as you go. It's obviously it's something he's passionate about, right? So that's that's kind of sexy. I find, like, somebody talking about something that they're really passionate about, that's cool. I like that. So I might not get the minute details but do i kind of want to see that ship yeah i want to see that ship <laughs> yeah i want to see that ship. <laughs> that's, that's the tagline of this show yeah, yeah. i want to see that ship <laughs> um, when i started dating my boyfriend we worked together and we would like make out in the storage room a lot uh-uh. and i feel like this ship tour would be very prone to things like this. We're just kind of walking around and then finding rooms. And I don't know. <laughs> you know what this tells me when he's like, for a date, I'm going to show you my workplace. You don't have a good work-life separation, buddy. Yeah. I do suspect, but, like, if you have a job like this, you don't have a good work-life separation. Like, right? Like 20, you're always on call 24-7. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. When are you not at work? I think that it's not really, like, visiting someone's home, though. I think it would be more like visiting someone's town, though, right? Yeah, it's a big oh. ship, and there's lots of people there, and... Ugh, people too? I mean, yeah, right? <laughs> Inevitably. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like a- you're meeting his parents on the first date. It's a crew of 400 <laughs> people. But in this scenario, in this scenario, are we like also residents of this ship? Like, is he showing us a ship that we also live on? <laughs> no, well, in the scenario, I sort of put you in the... <laughs> He's visiting our planet. planet? I think we're from like an alien planet, and he's like, oh, let me show you the ship. (laughs) I I met you into Lenore from The Conscience of the King, which is like an actress in a play, and they played for the crew or, you know, and then he had her visit. But I know he's had short affairs with people aboard ship, so probably there wasn't a tour in there. Probably there was a drink. Yeah, which (laughs) I would like to have a drink on a spaceship. Yes. Does he okay. have a signature drink? Oh yeah, what what is he what is he buying? They're into the like the hard stuff because they're into Saurian brandy and Romulan ale, which is illegal, and it's like basically that would be the equivalent of absinthe. You'd be like into whiskey and absinthe. <laughs> Woohoo! So he's you. Whis- <laughs> whiskey and absinthe, really a first date drink. <laughs> Something I actually like is the strange combination of being very bookish. And sort of vaguely nerdy and also into extreme sports. <laughs> That's not a combo I've seen a lot. You know what? Well, actually, <laughs> I have. You know what? My boyfriend's really into like downhill biking. I thought you were gonna say Downton Abbey, you know the what? Like mountain biking, but also super into books. And he used to skateboard a lot as a kid. So I I Kind of that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's nice that he's complex. 
just not like just one thing. Yeah. I think what bothers me the most about Captain Kirk really and why I say if he doesn't speak or do anything he's hot is that he's played too sexy. Like he's the cliche sexy person. Yeah, yeah, he's a womanizer for sure. But not just womanizer, but like he's a womanizer, but he's sensitive. And when he falls, he falls hard. Like it just, it just all feels so icky. Do you feel like he's written like a man thinks a woman would want a man? Yes, so. Hundred percent. That happens a lot. Like it's that one woman that makes him not be a womanizer, and it's like ah. You're no. the woman who changed me. Uh, <laughs> change yourself. I, he has taught. I don't fall in love easy, but you're different. <laughs> he has taught a number of women what kissing is. So, oh god, <laughs> it's a, a cultural true, exchange. Like, a cultural exchange. Why, <laughs> why are you hooking up with creatures all over the galaxy? Not we people. are. We are able to have cultural exchange without bodily fluid exchange. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this, Captain Kirk: hot or not? I'd say yes. I say I, not. I say I hot. So. I yeah. think I think like just charming enough. I don't think I'd be obsessed, but I think he's charming enough that I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, let show me your ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I'd get easily bored. Yeah, I think within the first 20, 30 minutes, I'd be like, ah, oh, you know, gotta. Get off the ship and I don't know, do something else. Like, you know what? I'd like to pretend that I'll be like yourself, like, ugh, whatever. But honestly, if I know myself, the fact that he would give me attention, I would probably fall for him hard. So you'd go, a ship? <laughs> I'm like that for boats and cars. So, you know, I guess. Yeah, she's like that for boats and cars and musicians. So, yes. And the ship, all this power surging and throbbing, yet under control. Are you like that, Captain? Next up. Oh, oh my boy. Everywhere. Oh, dear. All right. So they are reacting to Jean-Luc Picard uh, on Riza in his swim trunks and a white robe, just lounging. Um, <laughs> Captain Picard, played by Sir Patrick Stewart, captain of the USS Enterprise D. It's the biggest one. <laughs> his reputation, a great diplomat, keeps his distance from the crew as a kind of father figure. He, he disappointed his family when he chose a life in Starfleet rather than help keep the vineyard going and would later think he missed out on having his own family. Hobbies, Shakespeare, detective novels... The flute, horse riding, there it is, and archaeology. <laughs> His type, independent, forceful, brilliant, and adventurous. Typical date, meet up for breakfast, coffee and croissants to talk about books and theater. Oh my God, what? A breakfast date? I'm in. I would, just, so I, would just, in. I would just like to say, oh, captain, my captain. In this <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You said swim trunks, and my brain was like, more like swim coin purse. (laughs) (laughs) So small. (laughs) He sounds wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, like, this is, 
like I was joking about the captain, my captain, but he actually is like my captain. Because like for me, when I think about Star Trek, I think about him. Yeah. Because during like this time, my dad watched a lot of Star Trek. So I would like come in and he'd just be on TV. So it's just like been like an omnipresent. I, I didn't watch it as a kid, really a little bit here and there, but it was like always on. <laughs> so for me, like that's the dude I think about. Same. Honestly, he when I looked at the videos and say my parents watched a lot of um, the Picard stuff. But he looked more fragile than I remembered. I don't know. I just, I guess I was smaller then. <laughs> fragile in what way? Well, like skinnier, scrawnier. I don't know. I just always thought he'd look more. That one scene in the videos that uh, Mike sent us where everyone's like two heads above him. Yeah, but he's a relatively short man, but especially next to like Commander Riker, who is a very tall man. It's right. not quite, it's not, or, or Worf, you know, it's not quite fair. <laughs> he doesn't like feel small to me though, even if you understand what I mean. Like, he still mm-hmm. has like a pretty imposing presence. Presence? But I just yeah. think that's true of him in general. Yeah, I think it's uh, just his aura as a human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got I- such a like swagger and presence to him. I don't know. He just he walks into a room and all those clips and it just feels like all eyes are on him and he's so captivating as a person. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I could we could have our breakfast and with our Earl Grays and I could just listen to him for yeah. hours. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I think he has like the right voice for a breakfast date. Mm. Like he, he's <laughs> yeah. just like chill and calm and like just go- ready to quietly speak about like an intellectual subject at like 6 30 a.m okay <laughs> um, no that's too early and, <laughs> and we starts could, at nine <laughs> and we could speak french together yeah. oh my god <laughs> right. uh, theoretically theoretically uh, theoretically <laughs> he is supposed to be a frenchman obviously we know he's a brit uh the actor but also patrick stewart cannot speak french <laughs> For sure. No, doesn't he speak French in the newer stuff and it's awful? Yeah, no, no, you're right. There, there are like whole French scenes. But on the show, he was like, maybe he was like, he would say mailed a couple times or mama, but it, like, I'm doing it better than he is right now. You know, it's, it, it, it was like so terrible. You would think at least they would be like, oh, be into Molière or something. <laughs> You know? No Shakespeare. But they give a really British interest. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Earl Grey tea and Shakespeare. <laughs> Nothing says France like that. He did, he, did, he did say croissant, but I don't that's know if that's true. Mike that added the the fun touches of croissant there. But no, I mean, no, it's, we it's don't true. know. Maybe it's space France. <laughs> space France. So Britain. <laughs> Just as a conscious. The one thing I'm interested in, it's I won't have a tour of the ship, that's fine. Is there a tour of the vineyard <laughs> yeah, that I would be please. interested in? Older Presum- Picard lives on the vineyard, so... Hell yeah. yeah! Did he end up running it? Yes. Oh, that's so cute! Good for I him. That. When he was in his 80s or 90s. Uh, like, the first time you ever see the vineyard, maybe like uh, year four of TNG... Picard is maybe 52 or something. His brother's taking care of it. Oh, okay. I feel like the whole, like, no, you're a space captain. That's such a disappointment. It's like if you have artsy parents and then you want to become an engineer, 
They're like, oh. <laughs> but that's so that's so rigid and respectful. What are you doing? We taught you Shakespeare for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, but, he's, a, he's an older man, Picard. Although yes, I, he I, is. Well, I say that, but um, when he started on TNG, he was younger than I am now. Patrick Stewart was amazingly. I feel like he's looked that age forever. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but my like mom. That? My mom was really into him. Like that was one of the things that made her watch TNG was Captain Picard was hot to her. Well, I have to say, I think part of it, like I was saying, I, I used to watch it as a kid and he just seemed like an imposing dad. But now that I am older, I'm like, all right, yeah, I see that. <laughs> like, I, I see I see the appeal. Yeah. He's not just a, a kind of scary, serious dad. <laughs> and at the time, TV Guide was always doing these pieces on bald is sexy. And it was it was him on the cover. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised that he's not fully bald, that he's got like that partial hair look, which is very hard to pull off. As Professor X, he doesn't have it right in his other no. um, most famous mm-hmm. role. He is actually bald, though, right? Like Patrick Stewart. This is, the real, this is the <laughs> real Patrick Stewart. It yeah. is not a bald cap. <laughs> and honestly... It looks good for him. Like, I've never seen him with hair, really. I I imagine when he was younger, he had hair, but I don't, I've never, I don't remember him like that at all. But it works for him. It really Mm -hmm. does. I decided to Google it. (laughs) It's not great. Shotgun, you were going to say? I don't don't know. I think I'm probably the one in the group that has less, no connection whatsoever with Star Trek. Like, I've seen one of the reboot movie with Chris Pine and that's it. So uh, I've seen nothing about it. But what I can tell you is when I think about Star Trek, I think about Picard face palming. <laughs> that's what comes to mind. It's such an iconic image. Yeah. He's got a lot of memes. I like I, the one where like, re- like this hand thing. Yeah. Like, what? yeah. What's this about? Yeah, the Star that, Trek memes are wonderful. Yeah, that one with the hand is, I think, uh, I think it's uh, probably the, where he's trying to woo uh, Deanna Troy's mom. He's using Shakespeare and he's being a really oh. bad Shakespearean actor to fool some Ferengi into giving up. Like, I love you, Luaxana, you must come back to me. And then the Ferengi go, well, I guess they're really in love, so okay. But it's all fake. But I think that's the, <laughs> the meme. What I like is that, you know, it makes sense for an older gentleman or, you know, more experienced person to be a captain. You know, it makes sense to not be the brawn, but be the brains behind the upper. Like, it, I could see him in a position of leadership. I'm not thinking like, oh, my God, how did they give him a ship? What a terrible idea. But you were thinking you know, that he, of Kirk? Um, yeah. A little bit more, yeah. He's just so rash, but... Picard has a calmness about him. I feel that I would prefer to have Picard as a captain than Kirk. He would be like the kind of captain that wouldn't panic. I think his like seriousness or like calmness makes it hit like better when he's sort of silly. Mm. Mm. I feel like you get that like sudden like, oh, wow, he's actually kidding. And it, it just gives you immediately the giggles. Yeah, I like that kind of drier humor. So tell me. Then, he, okay, he might be funny, a gentleman, I've heard all sorts, but is Captain Picard hot or not? Uh, yes, hot. Um, he is sexy. I agree. 
He is hot and sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I also yeah. think hot. Genuinely, I think we could get along. I think I'd really like to talk to him. <laughs> like, I don't well, necessarily think he'd like me. I'm not so sure about that. I don't. <laughs> you don't think you're an independent, forceful, brilliant, and adventurous woman? You don't think I don't. That? I mean, that's oh, not can really we... how I would describe myself. I don't think so... I wouldn't describe any of us like that. Sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> You had me until adventurous. Like, ah, crap. Yeah, same. <laughs> but wait, wasn't that like the exact same description for Kirk? You liked intelligent women who could match his will. So this is different. So... Yeah. What was his date again? It was the breakfast thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hot like Earl Grey tea and, and brunch. Yeah. Are you basically <laughs> just telling me that they like intelligent alien women who sneak onto the ship. <laughs> Picard was less of, there was less of that because that was Riker's role really to play the, the romantic lead in, in things. It was less Picard. So Picard had fewer affairs. I have a very important question. Okay. Does he take his ill gray straight or with a little bit of milk and no. or sugar? He would have to say so. So it's Earl Grey hot and that's it. Oh. Because otherwise, what? Well, the, the tea cool. is cold? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I was wondering that. I was like, does it just like what is the the auto? Is it like cold or is it like tepid? <laughs> Maybe What's the it, automatic it must setting. Be. Well, I think the automatic setting. If you're asking me, like a cup would be exactly the temperature. You know, you know, you, you make some tea and then you're waiting around for it to cool down a bit. Oh. Picard doesn't want that. He wants it. Boiling hot. hot from the or maybe heat. you know in space temperature it's difficult so he needs to really make sure that it's hot. Maybe he's a slow drinker and he yeah. doesn't want it to get cold by the end. Yeah, that all, like all these thing. things make sense. He has a thermometer in the pot, a laser one, puts it in the cup that's plugged into the ship that keeps it warm at a certain temperature <laughs> the whole time. Would he judge me? He has all of this low tech stuff. <laughs> 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 plug it directly in a spaceship. <laughs> I do have to say, like, as a kid, like, that would have been, like, the dream. Like, my biggest dream for the future when I was a kid would be having a fridge where you could just, like, say what you wanted and then it would appear. <laughs> like, I thought about that so much, which I think says a lot about me. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I think we discussed that, Mike and I, on the episode where we were cooking, where I was saying the same thing. <laughs> so, it, that's just the dream. So would he judge me if I, instead of just drinking Earl Grey, I would ask for a London Fog? I don't think that would be a problem. Come on. Infinite diversity and infinite combinations. Yeah, he doesn't feel like he'd be very judgy. Unless yeah, you're like a racist or something. I don't think he'd be judgy about your tea choices. (laughs) No. For all all his, like, I think this diplomaticness of his personality makes him, like, oh, that's what you like. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's how I imagine it. Well, anyway, he's hot. It brings a sense of order and stability to my universe to know that you're still a pompous ass and a damn sexy man. This was the sexiest picture? I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> That's not enough chess. More <laughs> chess. More pain art. Fan art. <laughs> yeah, there probably is that. So Benjamin Cisco and the, the, uh, yeah, there aren't many opportunities for Cisco to sex set up on the show. It's just not that kind of story. Uh, so here he's still got the, the zipper down because he's on a very hot planet. 
fighting some Jem Hadar and he's pointing it's that it's that picture. So Ben Cisco, <laughs> played by Avery Brooks, captain of the station Deep Space Nine and the USS Defiant, reputation a community builder who managed to keep the peace on a station inhabited by many races and cultures, a good father who puts his son foremost in his decisions, a widower. He eventually did marry Cassidy Yates, a merchant ship captain and uh, a total badass. You do not want to cross hobbies, baseball, building reproductions of old ships, history in general and cooking. That's in the family. His type They have to be in it for the long haul. He's not the girl in every port type of guy that we see on other, on other shows. A typical date, a day at the beach, a home-cooked meal, and if it gets serious, a nerdy holographic baseball game. Oh. <laughs> I wow. am Goody. So, so in. Please. <laughs> Please. Pick me. Uh, what is this feeling on horses? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's ever been a mention of a horse. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so I do object to the picture you chose because based on the description, honestly, just show him bonding with his son and that would be sexy as heck. I agree. Like, sorry, my ovaries are overactive. <laughs> Agreed. Or you know what? Being excited about history, there's a clip that he was looking at maps. That That's sexy. Or like <laughs> him cooking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, please. I think like tasting we're... something. Mm. I gotta say, like, just listening to everything you guys said so far, clearly, like, he is, like, the most... Yes, the most activities that are appealing to us. Yeah. <laughs> which is cool. I feel like he has like more, not more personality. That's not correct. But like, I don't know, there seems to be more to him. Depth. I feel well, that it's more relatable, like more horses, extreme sports, <laughs> meh, <laughs> cooking. We all do that. We all cook. Well, based on the very, what I felt was a biased clip that, we received where it from Shiskoid. Yes, why he's the best captain. I also thought that it made me laugh. <laughs> I, I sent you the, the like a clip by the same people for Janeway, who was yes, know, so. but it yes. Well, it was ten times she was awesome, not ten reasons she's the best. Uh, well, that was what was available. If I could have had that for everyone, that's what I would have said. Yes, but it okay. would have been fake. They can't all be the best. <laughs> I think Mike agrees. I mean, he, they can't all be the best, and apparently Cisco is the best. <laughs> well, no, Cisco <laughs> is my favorite and the best. That does not mean he's the hottest. So that, that is still a question for you to answer. I think that he is the captain that we need. And no, but really, because the clips were talking about how he's all about peace and uniting the nations yeah. and, you know, making sure that everybody's getting along and nobody's being racist and all of that. And I think we need a little bit more of that and, you know, good single dads. And I don't know, just a lot of great elements that are very relevant and that we need more of in our media. But it was also very flawed, according to the videos. Well, flawed. He would make decisions that would go against... Uh, codes or whatever or against what the other captain that we have already seen they would never go there i guess you always have the greater good in mind but still like i feel like making him make such hard decision made him again relatable 
Yeah, and apparently it's like the whole character arc and emotional growth is important in the sense that you relate to those hard decisions. It's not just I'm applying some moral international code or whatever. It's my own moral code. And sometimes it's not the same as, you know, what the leaders say. But I find that interesting, but then it's hard to judge. Like, I did like that aspect. So in the videos, you probably saw uh, Avery Brooks and or Captain Cisco in different looks because at first they put him, he had hair and no beard and then later beard and then, you know, bald and beard. So uh, I don't know if you had a preference. Never like goatees. They're just not for me. I'm not a big goatee fan, but I'll admit that it looks all right on him. Like it's, it would never be my preference, but yeah, it's okay. Like I'm okay remember. with the like a five o'clock shadowy goatee, but not a full blown like I can comb my goatee. No, <laughs> I don't remember what he looks like with hair. I actually like the no hair situation. I think he looks good with no hair, and that's like not necessarily easy to do. So like, good for you, man. You look great. Like we got a a bunch of great bald men in this show, which is really wonderful. I'm happy. That's important. I don't know if it's just being with my boyfriend, but <laughs> I've seen both pictures, like with the hair, without the beard, and without hair, with the beard. And I mean, for his facial structure, I feel like bald with beard is so much better. It creates a balance. And it makes him more serious as well. Okay, um, I've just I've just found a picture with hair. He also looks good with hair, but I think I prefer the bald. Which era does this take place in? This is the TNG era, so... Future? Um, it's all in the... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. 1960. I don't know. Is, are you asking me is if it's it? the 24th century or are you asking me if it's in the same time as Picard? Is that? that you, yes. The it's second a, one. Yes. We're, we're in a stretch of three shows that are all in the same okay. era. So he does have access to the magical fridge that does gives you whatever you want, yes. but he chooses to cook. Well, yes, his father runs oh. a restaurant in um, in New Orleans, so it's it's like a Creole restaurant, and uh, so it's part of the family. He grew up in a restaurant, so he knows how to. Why cook. though? Why does he choose to cook? I mean, even if I had like a, something that created food, I would still bake out of pure yeah. pleasure. Yes, I, think I would still that. cook because it's it probably like joy. And it's probably like an, a connection to his family and his heritage. And it just tastes better. Does uh, it? Sure. Well, you yep. can adjust it to your preference, right? Yeah. Like the well, machine can't be that. Some people say that you can you can tell if it's replicated. So. But wouldn't the ingredients be replicated? It's replicated as in it's cloned? Yes. Yes. No, it's... Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> It's like you just uh, answered just like really no it's molecules you know it's the like tra- a fax machine takes like free molecules and it recombines it them into creature? matter yeah you might have replicated ingredients and then you cook them yourself for pleasure but it'd be nice to go get actual fruits and vegetables and you know you, you the might market. yeah yeah I totally understand that I feel it like still exist sometimes it it can be like really rewarding to just kind of set time aside where yeah. the only thing that you're doing is that you know you can just focus on that because i'm assuming he's pretty busy uh <laughs> so it you know it must be nice he builds tiny replica of um no ancient... no not tiny full sorry full size full size what, what do you mean are we talking about like boat ships or spaceships spaceships 
small spaceships. We, we've seen him do that. He rebuilt a solar sail. How big? Was big enough for two people. It was pretty big. Like, That's cool. Where oh. does he put it? I mean, he lives on a big space station, so there's like a way to, to do that. There's but, closets. It's like a workshop room, I guess. It's not in his apartment. Or anything. <laughs> there's storage and closets. Because like model ships sounded like you know, a geeky hobby, but now it's just like a car in a garage kind of yeah. <laughs> hobby. I, I different. Said, that's why I but, use the word reproduction. Building reproductions of uh, old ships. So he can cook, he can fix things, yep. and he looks good bald. And he looks, I'll take two. He likes <laughs> history and shit. Like, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> hell yeah. So is Captain Cisco hot or not? I think hot. hot. Honestly, for me, and I'm not saying that only to please you, Siskoid, but I think this is the hottest for me up till now. All right. Well, I'll be asking at the end anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's there's still some to go, so we never know. It may change. But for now, yeah, hottest. But my father always says, the way to a woman's heart is through her stomach. So it's my heart you're after. I never could keep a secret. Well, no oh. longer artist. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Janeway. So I'm, I'm showing them the picture. She's in her quarters, but she's in a nightgown with her hair down, which isn't so, uh, like a look that we saw a lot of. And and full makeup. She's yes. probably waiting for someone. Uh, Captain Janeway, played by Kate Mulgrew, captain of the USS Voyager. Her reputation has a scientific background. She's a hard ass who doesn't like being disappointed by her crew. It's often her way uh, or the highway, but would do anything for them. If she's your mama, if your mama doesn't take any crap. And in the romance department, she'll usually make the first move, whether it's starting it or ending it. Uh, hobbies, gothic romance, coffee, and scientific exploration. Her type, tall and sensitive. And uh, her typical date, partying all night in the holographic Irish village or a French pool hall, or in a Hawaiian luau, maybe some hiking. <laughs> so down! So freaking yes. down! Yes! <laughs> is, it, is it like alcoholic hiking? <laughs> I, I think that's a, that's a different date. I mean, No, no, no. You go to the pub, and then you go hiking, and you, like, try to talk to the squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> I would very much like to go to a luau right now. Not gonna lie. <laughs> That sounds great. <laughs> I, I like I, her I, hair. Yeah, it's fabulous. Yeah, that's pretty much the best hairstyle she had on that show because the rest was very nineties. Yeah, yeah bun, I was not a fan of the hair. Yeah, they called it the iron bun. I think. <laughs> Boring. And it's funny actually because like once she has that, it's almost like a Gibson girl. It is. Yeah. I was because, thinking that because it's like bigger, like. Right at her hairline, like poofed up there, which is really actually very old. It's a, a very, very old hairstyle, style, which I found surprising. <laughs> is that the thing? Is that a thing, Mike? Was it? What is it? Was it like inspired by? What is that? Like eight, late eighteen hundreds? Is it or early nineteen hundreds? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Both, it, I think. It did match the early storylines where she was going into the holodeck to relive, to play in gothic romances. Jose was on the show to talk about that, talk about Jane Eyre and that that, that connection to Janeway, like episode three, I think. Yeah, so maybe, but uh, I do know that all the women on TNG and on, um, for sure, and uh, Voyager all wore wigs. So it's never their real hair for some reason. 
I mean, it's really, yeah. I well, mean, it's a hard hairstyle to do. You need to have long hair and to have that height. It was actually you brushing your hair, taking the hair out of your brush, like combing it into like little balls and like put it to get volume. It's very odd. And frankly, oh, wigs are more consistent. Yeah, That's probably. So, yeah. I get it. <laughs> I get why my mother likes her so much now. She does yep. feel like someone your mom would like. <laughs> yeah. She does sound like a, some, someone your mom would be. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Well, the the take no crap and the, you know. I don't know how I would react to her. I think, like, if I was also on the ship, would I be intimidated? Would I be, like, you know, behind her back, like, oh, God, she's really riding us today. Like, I'm not sure, like, which aspect of it, would, how it would affect me. I really don't know. I obviously would respect her because I respect a strong woman. That's wonderful. But I don't know, like, as an employee, how I would feel. Although you do say that she treats them really well. When you described her, it reminded me a lot of one of my teachers at university that you... you if she didn't like what you were doing, she would tell you, like, this is shit, Josie, restart. Like, she was rough. But also, like, if you weren't feeling well, she's like, are you okay? Do you want to come in my office? Do you need a muffin? It was such a weird contrast that, like, she wanted us to be the best, but was really hard about it. But as soon as something was wrong, she was like, I'm here for you. It was very odd. And it reminded me a lot of that. Kind of motherly. It's impressive to see the show being still ballsy and having not only like a female as the captain, but also with Cisco to have to have a black guy as a captain as well. So this is this is just awesome. Like the level of uh, visibility that these characters give to minorities and people that are not white cis men <laughs> it's yeah. really it's really great to see that and i love that she's a badass but it's not just that she can also have like these personality traits that we can still relate to and appreciate and look up to like a common trope that we have now in media is like the girl boss where it's like a like girl power character Uh, which is good, but can sometimes feel really manufactured, um, especially now because like we've clearly gone through it a lot. So it's like a type that people kind of pull out and it's like the easy way to be a feminist <laughs> a lot of the time. But I do appreciate that it doesn't feel like that to me based on your description of it. Like it feels like she's just like a genuine character. She is a captain as valid as the other ones. She's just a woman as well. Yeah. So she's not like perfect either because sometimes Cause that I, happens. Because, yeah, because sometimes like the fake sort of or the hollow feminist character can sometimes be so designed that it sort of lacks humanity. I think there's okay. no call for feminism in the Star Trek utopia because especially at this time, like not during Kirk's time, that was a pretty sexist time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, in the late eighties and the nineties in which these characters evolved, um, nobody's treated differently for being a woman or a person of color, or uh, mm. usually they reserve that kind of racism to aliens or no. to you know, androids. No. Uh, that's where it's going to play out as a, allegory nobody is thinking oh this uh, like a woman is a captain like nobody in that future is thinking that nor is she giving preferential treatment to boys or or girls uh, you know under her command there's no it's a non-issue and so. i think that's important representation that's like um, 
fighting down walls is all is very important like we do need to see content that's like that that like shows the problem and then shows us succeeding in solving it but i also believe that it's important to have content that just kind of portrays it like (laughs) yes so it's just kind of like a normal thing and i think star trek has been really good about doing that like pretty consistently kind of just showing us like no this is what the world could look like <laughs> you know if we moved past these things like this yeah. is what it should look like yeah just like we're seeing a lot of new content coming out with like gay characters that aren't necessarily like but they're gay yeah <laughs> that they're just part of the universe and it's fine but what was the reception of Janeway it, she was fine in the future <laughs> but what was the reception when she came out as captain we didn't have twitter so Uh, maybe thank god (laughs) my own feeling about voyager and we've done shows on this is that it was a very flawed program that i think after ds9 just didn't go the next step it was more like let's go back to to doing tng kind of stuff and i felt very often that janeway was mishandled Mm -hmm. nothing against the actress or i even liked that captain in the very first episode i was like cool but she was a bit inconsistently written. So sometimes she would just make these snap decisions that seemed unfair, not explain them to anyone. That's when I said, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's my way or the highway. It felt like like this is just to create conflict and it need not be. So some of her decisions uh, have been since dissected and people have, have sort of turned on, many people have turned on Janeway because of those particular episodes that put her in the bad light. Although I would say it's a weakness of the writing and not necessarily a weakness of the character. Can we um, address her uh, sexual tension interest, please? Because I did send you a video of, I I wanted to show the characters in, um, in, in a romantic light. And uh, Janeway had a couple of affairs here and there, but all the videos are sort of centered on her and Chakotay as if that was a thing. It was never a thing on the show, except that one episode where most of the clips come from. Oh, that was mostly from one? Oh, I was... A lot of it is disappointed. Well, the one where they seem to be living in a cabin or something. (laughs) Because it's like a 20 minute video. Yeah, no. (laughs) Did anything else happen in that episode? (laughs) (laughs) They were stranded on a planet and they thought they were there for the rest of their lives. So it kind of kind of gets chummy. But otherwise, yeah, no, the video had every single instance of her being nice to him or him to her. You know, it's like every little touch. <laughs> oh, no. He, like, brushed her shoulder. Uh, I love YouTube videos like that where they yeah. just find any clip and put romantic music. Oh, man. Someone touches yeah. my shoulder there. Yeah. Like-, <laughs> like, for, like for Kirk, if I wanted to, sh- to give you one of those for Kirk, it's Kirk and Spock. You know, it's like the classic. <laughs> yes! Yes! The famous, the famous, famous slash pick, but there was yeah. actually a couple shots in one of those montage videos of Kirk where I was like, "This is a bit romantic." <laughs> yes, oh yeah, the, the hugging oh, with the hands, rubbing. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, bit, the bit where he, he like he cuts his shirt right on the boobs. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> we love a good homoerotic clip. Yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> My point was yes. that he's very hot. 
And I would do her just to be closer to him. Oh. Uh, oh. I, I did like the tension, actually. Like, I felt like it was kind of, like, playful and fun and not too serious. I do enjoy, like, character banter like that. So when we do uh, uh, First Officer is Hot or Not, Chakotay's going to get a high score. <laughs> yeah, straight. Every time that characters actually, like, start a relationship, kind of loses all its fun but they never did exactly so you always keep that in mind where you're shipping them and it just it's it's way more pleasant to follow it's a good fuel for fanfics we have not spoken about her voice she's got a great voice well yeah you're right we didn't talk about her voice i agree she has a great voice It's like kind of low. Yeah, kind of gravelly a little bit, a little low voice. I love it. I don't know if I'm crazy, but I associate that tone and range of voice to my mother. <laughs> also. She has a radio voice and she is an alto and not a soprano. So it's so you're saying this and I'm like, why is she describing my mom's voice? As well, we've established like this. that... <laughs> That's not right. No, that's not right at all. That was like Kermit the Frog trying to do Janeway. (laughs) I was actually doing... A lot of people imitate her is is what I mean. So it's a bit like uh, Shatner where there's like a lot of imitations out there. You know, uh, the voice shocked everyone. So... <laughs> at the time, Shocked because everyone. yeah, at the, the, the time it's like you see a lot of pictures, and maybe you don't remember her as Mrs. Columbo, which was a previous show she was on, where she played Columbo's wife, who also <laughs> solved crimes. So people didn't remember her necessarily. So the first time she speaks, it's like, oh, it's not the voice. It's not the voice we're used to with female characters or female actresses. I think that's nice, though. Makes yeah. her more unique. So now I ask: Is Captain Janeway hot or not? Hot. I think she's hot. I also think she's hot. I want to say hot, but I don't have particularly strong feelings. She likes gothic novels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she does. We could read Jane Eyre <laughs> together and have a book club. And it's just Jane Eyre every week, forever. <laughs> okay. Different editions. Yeah. I have 10. I'm good to go. No. Let's just read Jane Eyre, but like at a luau. <laughs> on a hike i like her but it's not strong sentiment yeah same i think we need to define some parameters oh (laughs) now that is a montage (laughs) Uh, the picture i'm showing is uh he's in the desert playing some sort of lacrosse type (laughs) game his pants are at an acceptable height (laughs) (laughs) but he is shirtless Uh, So Jonathan Archer is played by Scott Bakula, captain of the Enterprise NX-01. So he's the the first captain of an Enterprise. Uh, Reputation, soul of an explorer, and had waited all his life to get out there. Bitter about the Vulcans telling Earth they weren't ready. The man who brought various uh, races together for what became the Federation. He insisted on bringing his dog Porthos on the mission. He was in the videos. Uh, He's an action man. And he's kind of making it up as it goes along. Hobbies, water polo, lacrosse, apparently, and beagles. His type, (laughs) brunettes generally, often people he works with. Many of the women in his life were prior to the mission, but we know he proposed to a woman when he graduated and she refused him. And a typical date would be a puppy date. I want a a puppy puppy date. date. (laughs) Hell yeah. I am bored. (laughs) 
Can we can we can I can also... we rate his beagle? You can, can rate I... yeah, Porthos is is very cute. Yes. Can I also bring Lily to space? She's a bigger dog than I would expect. I mean, like Porthos doesn't take a lot of room. But also, isn't Lee like anxious around other dogs? <laughs> yeah, I know, but I just want to bring her with me to space. <laughs> Since that appears to be an option. I have a lot of opinions. Okay. <laughs> <In> first, <laughs> I took a lot of notes. My first note on this one is Thick Nick. Um, <laughs> he was talking and all I could think about is how his neck is the same width as his face. That's true. And that's too much for me. That's like, stop working out your traps or whatever. That freaks me out. I don't like it. He's not even that buff. No, it's just... His neck is just thick. He's just got a really large neck. Well, if he plays water polo, he's a swimmer. Swimmers have strong arms. And strong shoulders and back. Develop traps. And water polo is effing vicious. Like, oh, yeah. they play dirty. Yeah, they do. I, find I, I think that matches like, matches his personality, I think. Like, I find he plays, like, rich people sports. Like, polo and... No, no, lacrosse. water polo. Water polo. It's the one in Still, the pool. Maybe he so does not polo the one too. with the horse. I know, I'm disappointed there's no horses. <laughs> but it wouldn't surprise me if he did regular horse. Oh, my goodness. Okay, <laughs> give me a sec. It's water polo, but you have seahorses. Yes. <laughs> But seahorses are tiny. Yeah, but well, in space they're big. Yeah, you could probably find an alien planet with giant seahorse. I believe Uh, that. It's like the size of the generation one My Little Pony. They're bigger. They would be like sentient and actually like senators or some shit. Yeah, and they're throwing the ball. They're throwing the ball with their tail, their twirly tail, and then hitting it with their tiny fins. Oh, I would watch the hell out of that. (laughs) And back to Star Trek. Um, I can't help seeing his face and thinking of Michael Bolton. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's the most dead energy that we've seen. Oh, my my God. God, That's where I was going. (laughs) Well, the dude from from Breaking Bad and Malcolm in the Middle. Brian Cranston? I see some Brian Cranston yeah, energy, okay, but, okay, but yeah. I'm not wearing my glasses. So, <laughs> am, I, am I to understand that all of you are too young to have watched Quantum Leap? Yes, yes. yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> I've seen Quantum Leap, interested. but it's only because I've lived with you. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was Scott Bakula's. Yes, that's his big thing, right? Yes, yeah. One of my notes is looks like a single dad in a '90s movie. Yeah. yeah, he really does. He, does. he really does. <laughs> he looks like a dad who like is too busy with his work, but then he has to learn to focus on his kids. Yeah. And he doesn't okay, understand everything dad. that works like in the house. So he needs to like figure out how to do the dishwasher and the laundry. Uh, those are so weird because it looks like he has no nipples. <laughs> Maybe they're edited out. Uh, the the one like in the middle, you can see one of his are nipples. They, but I agree, they, most of them you can't really see them. Are they edited bizarre. out? <laughs> is he the hairiest captain? Uh, no, Picard had a good chess of hair. Uh, what? Well, no, no, no. It's similar. Look at this. It's similar. The sexy legs. He has it more up top. Yeah, I has I'm, no hair. I'm digging his chest hair. Yeah, to be honest, it's a good level of chest hair. Yeah, yeah. it's like this. Is, yep, that's pheromones. Yep, good, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just enough. This show is set in like 
next year kind of vibes, right? Humans would be like angry that, you know, <laughs> that they don't think we're ready to go. Sounds exactly like what would happen in real life. And they would be right. We're not ready. <laughs> I believe that 100%. If aliens are like, you guys are not ready for this shit, I would just be like, you know what? I'm sure you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see I, you in another hundred years. We'll try again. <laughs> I understood it was the aliens that weren't ready to join the Federation. No. So the Vulcans said, we're not ready. And they kept us grounded but then when archer went out eventually archer convinced a lot of races to become a federation and that's what leads to the super future of kirk's and picard's time so the vulcans grounded us the vulcans are were more advanced they made they initiated first contact and uh, then when we developed our own starships they went mm, nah i i <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, no, you're grounded. No TV for a week. It's complicated (laughs) out there. It's you're not ready. Ultimately, they were probably right. Absolutely. Based on how humans are, (laughs) I don't trust us at all. But for I know a couple humans, and yeah. For Archer, his dad had created, had built the ship. His dad had designed the ship. I understand. And and had died before it ever went out into space. Yeah. So he has like a personal connection to it succeeding. I and like I get it. If I was a scientist, I'd be like, oh come on. Like I absolutely want to see that. But I'm just saying, in general, (laughs) they're probably right. (laughs) I'm gonna sound like a bitch. Go for it. (laughs) In the clips that you sent. There were, like, a a ton of inspirational speeches. Uh And I got so annoyed so fast. I didn't find them inspirational (laughs) at all. I was like, meh. Yeah, I wasn't inspired. I tuned out so quickly. Like, blah, blah, blah. The universe needs us. Blah. blah." (laughs) (laughs) I agree. We need that sound bite for every time someone, like, techno babbles us. <laughs> but, but I think that overall, as a person, compared to all of the other captains, to me, he looked like the most fun boss. <laughs> He'd be the kind of boss that you could go drinking with. Yeah, like he seemed fun and approachable and understanding. And I would just, I would just tune out when he, he does the meetings on the Mondays and he says that everything's going to be good and everyone's doing well. <laughs> I feel like it makes sense too that like Kirk would be after this. Like that transition makes sense to me. Like uh. I I wasn't sure when you sent us the clips like when this took place, but it felt really weird to me after Janeway. You know what I mean? Like I felt like that's a weird <laughs> weird transition but i feel like this dude to kurt yeah i could see that like there's like a similar vibe there you even have uh, references to archer in uh, the reboot movies because scotty is on that ice planet it's punishment for having teleported the yeah, admiral the Beagle, Ar- and it's the saddest fucking thing yeah it's it's not porthos because by that time, Archer isn't like an admiral. It can't be the same dog. But a prize beagle is what is said. So the, it's the prize beagle. <laughs> yes, the prize beagle was teleported somewhere 
And the beagle dies. <laughs> we don't know. Oh. Unrecovered. We don't know where the beagle is. So uh, so Scotty gets um, punished. But well, um, it's a reference to Archer. <laughs> but, okay. What is he like in a relationship? Because in the clip that you sent us with like the dog girl, he was very slow to realize that he should be asking. And she was just like standing there going like, <laughs> are you yeah. going to ask me or, or no? <laughs> Extremely clueless. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that they they were kind of playing him. He had like this real wholesome vibe in Quantum Leap. Uh, yeah. Who, as kind of like the kind of shy and not necessarily doesn't really know his own power, so to speak. So I think that carried over. That's just maybe that's just Scott Bakula, but it sort of transferred over to Archer in a way. It's very single dad that hasn't dated in years energy. <laughs> yeah. So for all that, does it make Captain Archer hot or not? Does he have kids? No. Damn. I am yeah. looking for a dilf, but I'll settle for a dog dad. Of all the characters that we saw, only Kirk has had a son, illegitimate. Um, of course. That, that makes did, sense. That he didn't know about. Uh, obviously, Cisco had a, had a kid, Jake. Didn't Kirk's son die? Yes, but, you know, has not yet been born and will 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 die eventually from our perspective. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, yeah. From that perspective, none of this matters. We should just delete the show. <laughs> and as far as, uh, you know, fake kids, which would be pets, I, I don't think Kirk ever had any pets. Archer had Porthos, obviously. Picard had a fish. But what later kind in of life, fish? Uh, it's like um, like a zebra kind of tiny um, uh, yeah, yeah. zebra thing. It's got a name. Uh, uh, zebra turkey fish. But in later in life, like in the Picard show, he uh, he basically has the same uh, like Patrick Stewart fosters dogs. Oh. So he made Picard also foster a dog, which is like a big a pit bull called. Uh, they called him <laughs> number one. So it's a Riker joke. So number one is like a pit bull, I think. And then uh, it's not true that Kirk never had a pet because older Kirk, retired Kirk, had a dog called Butler, which is also the name of the dog that William Shatner once had. So at, at some point, the actors are inputting their own stuff in there. Janeway had dogs on Earth before she got lost on that mission. Where are the cats? So they're all dog people. But you know what? That checks out, I feel. All these people feel like dog people. That's a negative for me. And imagine no, I... a cat on a spaceship. <laughs> uh, Data, Data had a cat on the spaceship. Uh, and that, oh and God, you know what? what? That makes sense. Yeah, Data would have a cat. <laughs> I feel like that checks out. And uh, I... only Cisco has no pets on record, I think. Well, he has kids, and that's basically the same. Yeah, that's I mean, he that's a lot of responsibility He doesn't need the proxy. So My feeling is, yes, but he's like the most meh to me of everybody. I also feel the same. I just like, I don't dislike him. I'm just a little, like, tepid about it. I find it boring that he wants to bring me on a puppy date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like, uh, sure, okay, he's he's hot, I guess, but I, I, I wouldn't date him i think i might try to find him a girlfriend though i think you need some help in that department <laughs> yeah we could be the matchmakers i'm here i'm available yeah okay god one let's to, go done we need to sleepless in seattle this man <laughs> why did we stop seeing each other oh i was your superior officer it wasn't appropriate you're not my superior anymore Let's ask the big question then. Who is the hottest 
Starfleet captain from this range, obviously. Among these, who is the hottest? Let's go around the table and see what everyone thinks. Natalie. It's tough. It's not super obvious, but I think I'm still going to go with Picard. And the reason for that for me is because I think we would just get along the best. I think we'd have some great conversations. And, and I, I um, think you got a little something for Sir Patrick Stewart regarding. And yes, of, yeah, I okay. just like Patrick Stewart in general. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has a great voice. He's a delight. Um, <laughs> he would like read Shakespeare sonnets on Twitter. <laughs> it was wonderful. Um, I just like him in general. Uh, but I think he's still my favorite. Generally, I I think. And just frankly, Patrick Stewart, I would love to talk to. I think he'd just be fascinating. And like I said earlier, like he's the one that I think about. And in the future, that's probably still going to be like that, even though now I know the other ones. Because I have discovered some that I didn't know uh, through this. But I think he's still my pick. Emily? I think physically, I'm more attracted to Kirk. Yeah, that picture. <laughs> <laughs> When you first put that picture onto the screen, I think I blushed. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. I, I really, I'm really into this look. But I think mentally and personality-wise, Picard is my favorite. Oh, you already went to that. You knew. You knew. <laughs> he switched the pictures as soon as I said that. Yeah, so I think a mix of the two for me. But um, definitely, I think more... Picard as a person, but I, I just love the aesthetic uh, of Kirk. I'll count that as a vote for Kirk. Jose. I have to go with Picard as well. I just think, like Natalie, I would get along with him. And just personally, like, I'm not a dog person or a kid person. So that eliminated <laughs> two suitors quite early on. <laughs> and honestly, I think it's we'd have brunch. We talk about stuff like I feel I could go to museum and art galleries with him and have fun. Like I could bring him to the ballet and he'd be like, oh, how the delightful. Sounds like a delight. The actor as well is a delight. So that's influencing as well. Two votes for Picard. It is. So I don't want to visit a ship. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be at a fake baseball game. I'm not gay. So it <laughs> would be between... Picard and Archer. I I mean, physically, Archer, personality, Picard. I'm counting that as a vote for Archer. I'm sorry. I just, that's, that's the, the water polo got me. That's fucking hot, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you like water sports. Yeah. I yeah. do like water sports. Oh, no. <laughs> Shotgun. My vote hasn't changed. It, it will be Cisco. I feel like. Uh, he's more relatable, and uh, I love his hobbies. I can I can cook with him. I can can go watch a fake uh, baseball game, and I will bring him to a fake hockey game, and uh, <laughs> would be happy. Okay. Fake sports, real love. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and Isabel. I'm a little bit torn. I was trying to decide while other people were talking. I'm a little bit divided between Picard and Cisco. Because I, uh, I really like Picard's like personality, his way of being, his sort of like calmness. But I think maybe Cisco has like more activities he likes to do that sort of I don't know vibe better with me in a way. That's it's more like it's less passive. It's less like sitting down and doing a thing. It's more like going out and doing stuff, which which appeals to me. And I can't decide. 
Can you give like 0.5 points to each? Well, in any case, I mean, it seems like Picard got the most votes. 100%. All of them have dad bods, okay? <laughs> Maybe Archer's like slightly hotter. <laughs> That's the opinion of six women who aren't necessarily Trekkies. <laughs> I, I, I wish we should rename our show. That's the opinion of six women. Six <laughs> ladies. Yes. Although I actually am thinking about starting to watch it. I've been thinking it? that for a long time. And really? I keep flip-flopping, but I think I'm actually going to do it. It's only yeah. 700 hours of television. <laughs> I'm going to watch the whole thing. At least yeah. not, not in one go. It was a show that I watched a few episodes with one of my ex. And I won't lie, the clips that I watched made me realize that it is just as boring as I remembered. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, so a glowing review to Star Trek. Read the room, Josie. <laughs> sorry. It's like the ideal show for my dad, where he's yeah. very into science fiction, but very into rom-coms. I feel like this is the perfect, like, family, but sci-fi thing. Am I the one who's seen the most Star Trek? Probably. Um, How is that possible? I've I've seen a lot by proxy. Because I've seen at least an episode of all of these. Yeah, I have, for sure. I have, too. And honestly, everything I've seen as an adult, I've enjoyed. I've found some enjoyment in it. It just feels like such an investment to actually all see them and i have to be in the right mood and i think that's why i'm not like i'm gonna start at kirk and i'm gonna watch the whole, i'm not doing that like because no. that's just i'm not gonna do it ever if i'm not finishing doctor who there's no way in hell i'm gonna watch <laughs> all of star trek like i i can't give myself that mission because I, I just won't do it if i think that but I'm going to watch some of it at least. And we'll see. Maybe I'll end up watching all of it at some point. I don't know. How long are the episode? An hour? Like 40 minutes or so. Yeah. Yeah, well, you could do like me and commit to all the episodes and movies in a year. <laughs> like I did for the Naruto <laughs> project. Oh, oh my God. That's, I don't recommend. That is still more than one a day. It's like at least two a day. Me, it was three episodes a day. Oh, there you go. And I still finished two months early. So it was That's more absurd. than that. Yeah. Would you would you recommend that? No. <laughs> Ever again. Does someone in the gang want to pimp their projects, which is to say talk about our normal uh normal. That's quite the word. <laughs> our usual podcast together. If you like this, come check out check 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 out. Check us out. <laughs> check it, check it, check us out. Yeah. Check, 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 check out. Check out. Check it out. But like, honestly, yeah, if you like this type of format, we basically do this, but with comics. We know even less about those a lot of the time. Than but this. we're just as hilarious. <laughs> we're six women and we have opinions. <laughs> <laughs> And you can find that here on the network. So thanks again, ladies. I believe you have an appointment at the Harry Mud Pharmacy. I don't know for what, but I'll let you get back to it while I stick around for subspace transmissions. That's Star Trek news and your feedback on our previous episode. So which is the hottest Marvel character? Iron Man. Eight Man. I can't decide between Professor X and Magneto. So both. Loki. Is Wolverine Marvel? What about uh, White Tiger? What about Uh, White Tiger? (laughs) 
Doc Samson. Star Fox. The girls go on a journey to determine every Marvel character's hotness in Ohatmu or Not, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe podcast you didn't know you wanted. Available on iTunes and at fireandwaterpodcast.com. Incoming subspace transmissions. Star Trek Brave New Worlds has begun production in Toronto and is set to premiere in 2022, so we're starting to get casting news if not who the actors are supposed to play. Among the new cast members, joining Pike, Spock, and number one, we have Babs Ulasan Moku from Black Mirror, The Defenders, and the upcoming Dune. I'm really excited about that. Uh, Christina Chong, who I first saw as uh, Lorna Bucket on Doctor Who. Celia Rose Gooding from The Jagged Little Pill Musical. Melissa Navia from Dietland. And Jess Bush from Playing for Keeps, the Australian actress, is a dead ringer for Yeoman Colt in The Cage, but she's the only one I'd put money on playing a character from Star Trek's original pilot. The Voyager documentary has a title, and it's To the Journey, a look back at Star Trek Voyager. As previously reported, the crowdfunding has gone extremely well, so they'll be able to remaster all the necessary clips and so on. Speaking of documentaries, the History Channel is doing a full series about the 55-year history of the franchise. The people responsible for the toys and movies that made us is working on an eight-part series called The Center Seat, 55 Years of Star Trek, which will apparently be, quote, the ultimate Star Trek documentary that everyone has always wanted and they're getting. The series will feature interviews with the people who made Trek both in front and behind the camera and reveal never-before-seen backstage stories, which is a big promise considering how some eras of the show have been chronicled. If it's time to coincide with Trek's 55th anniversary, it's likely to debut in September of 2021. On the awards front... Hanel Culpepper has won the NAACP Image Award for directing Star Trek Picard. She helmed the pilot. Uh, Lower Decks also had a couple nominations, but lost out to other shows. The city of Boston is paying a special tribute to one of its favorite sons, Leonard Nimoy, instituting Leonard Nimoy Day on March 26th. And that was just a couple weeks ago, which is the day uh, he would have turned 90. The municipal proclamation not only notes his career and philanthropic work, but also specifically notes the role of Spock and its importance to immigrants, refugees, and the oppressed as an outsider hero. I know I talked about the Vulcan Salute Monument a Boston artist was trying to fund. Well, it seems in the wake of this, the Boston Museum of Art and the Nimoy family are partnering to make David Phillips' sculpture happen on the grounds of the museum. If you liked Grudge the Cat in Season 3 of Discovery, she's coming out with a book of her own. It's a scrapbook-style coffee table book in which the mysterious cat gives her impressions of places and people from the Star Trek universe as she knows it and sees it. They seem to make Grudge a big deal in promotional pieces when she premiered, but nothing has yet really come of it. Will the book offer any clues? I'm not betting on it. And now a selection of your comments on our previous episode uh, shows writing TNG's coattails with my guest, Gene Hendricks. David S. Gutierrez says, uh, I kind of miss the crazy days of 90s sci-fi. Great look back at some of the series shaped by the success of TNG. And man, Alien Nation was fantastic. Definitely hit some of the old 80s cops tropes, but it was a gem of a series. And Quantum Leap in a league of its own. 
He also mentions the War of the Worlds TV show. Please don't. And uh, time for just one more. This from Mike Danis. He says, I'm sad to say I never really watched any of these shows mentioned except for one. But you make them sound interesting enough that I want to try them out. The one show I did watch was Quantum Leap. It was a personal favorite because it's one of the few shows that I watched with my mom. Jean had it right. My mom came for the drama and the period nostalgia, and I was there for the sci-fi elements. It was so much fun to see what problem Sam had jumped into and what he needed to change or make right to be able to jump out again. If, even though it was episodic, that story hook made me want to come back week after week to see what would happen. I hadn't heard that there might be a sequel or reboot, as soon as you mentioned it, my mind immediately went to the idea that the government tried to send another Leaper in to see if they could find Sam, who never made it home. Now I really want to see this show. Where do I throw my money? Uh, well, before this becomes a Quantum Leap podcast, I wonder if the name Quantum Cast is already taken. The Fire and Water Podcast Network has a Patreon page at patreon.com slash podcast. If you like this content and want more like it, think about leaving a one-time or monthly donation. It even unlocks rewards. For example, for $5 a month, you could get yourself on the Starfleet commendations list like Admiral Doug Van Diver. He's really risen since the beginning. Join Doug and I in the fleet at patreon.com. And as usual, let me remind you that you too can leave comments at fireandwaterpodcast.com on the Fire and Water Facebook page on Twitter, where we are FW Podcast. And you can, of course, also listen to the show on Spotify. Until the next episode, this is Siskoid reminding you to go boldly. <laughs>